0: She straightened up her room, which she had copied from one in a woman's magazine, with the result that it gave somehow the impression of a baby's bassinet being largely dotted Swiss and ribbon. Yet, in a way, it was a perfect setting for Sarah Lee herself. It was fresh and virginal and very, very neat and white. A resigned little room like sarah lee resigned to being tucked away in a corner and to having no particular outlook peaceful too sometimes in the morning between straightening her broom and going to the market for aunt harriet sarah lee looked at a newspaper so she knew there was a war she read the headings and when the matter came up for mention at the little afternoon bridge club as it did now and then after the prizes were distributed she always said "'Isn't it horrible?' and changed the subject. On the night of the 19th of December, Sarah Lee had read her chapter in the Bible. She read it through once each year, and had braided down her hair, which was as smooth and shining and lovely as Sarah Lee herself, and had raised her window for the night when Aunt Harriet came in. Sarah Lee did not know at first that she had a visitor. She stood, looking out toward the east, until Aunt Harriet touched her on the arm. What in the world? said Aunt Harriet. A body would suppose it was August. "Hm," I was just thinking, said Sara Lee. You'd better do your thinking in bed. Jump in, and I'll put out your light. So Sara Lee got into her white bed with a dotted Swiss valance and drew the covers to her chin and looked a scant sixteen. Aunt Harriet, who was an unsentimental woman, childless and diffident, found her suddenly very appealing there in her smooth bed, and did an unexpected thing. She kissed her. Then, feeling extremely uncomfortable, she put out the light and went to the door. There she paused. "'Thinking,' she said. "'What about Sarah Lee?' Perhaps it was because the light was out that Sarah Lee became articulate. Perhaps it was because things that had been forming in her young mind for weeks— had at last crystallized into words. Perhaps it was because of a picture she had happened on that day, of a boy lying wounded somewhere on a battlefield and calling Mother. About... over there, she said rather hesitatingly. And about Anna? Over there? The war? said Sara Lee. I was just thinking about all those women over there. Like Anna, you know. They... "'They had babies and got everything ready for them, "'and then the babies grew up, and they're all getting killed.' "'It's horrible,' said Aunt Harriet. "'Do you want another blanket? It's cold tonight.' "'Sara Lee did not wish another blanket. "'I'm a little worried about your Uncle James,' said Aunt Harriet at the door. "'He's got indigestion. "'I think I'll make him a mustard plaster.' She prepared to go out then, but Sarah Lee spoke from her white bed. "'Aunt Harriet,' she said, "'I don't think I'll ever get married.' "'Oh, I said that too once,' said Aunt Harriet complacently. "'What's got into your head now?' "'I don't know,' Sarah Lee replied vaguely. "'I (sighs) just—what's the use?' Aunt Harriet was conscious of a hazy impression of indelicacy. Coming from Sarah Lee, it was startling and revolutionary. In Aunt Harriet's world, young women did not question their duty, which was to marry, preferably someone in the neighborhood, and bear children who would be wheeled about that same neighborhood in perambulators and who would ultimately grow up and look after themselves. "'The use?' she asked tartly. Of having babies, and getting to care about them, and then... There will always be wars, won't there? You turn over and go to sleep, counseled Aunt Harriet, and stop looking twenty years or more ahead, she hesitated. Oh, you haven't quarreled with Harvey, have you? Sarah Lee turned over obediently. No... It's not that, she said, and the door closed. Perhaps, had she ever had time during the crowded months that followed, Sarah Lee would have dated certain things from that cold, frosty night in December when she...